listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. I can tell you that without God's love being poured into my heart on a daily basis, I would not be able to pour it onto my children. And I wouldn't be able to do it from a true, genuine place. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, I am so glad that you are joining us this week. As you well know, there are so many things in life that cause stress and frustration, and sometimes we just need to step away and take a break from all of the noise and the chaos in our life. And so that's why we have created something at Rising Above called Respite for Your Mind. And Respite for Your Mind can be found on the Rising Above app, and there you will find short and encouraging audio clips that help settle your heart and settle your mind and help you focus on God's truth. So you can find all those on the Rising Above app. So be sure to go check out Respite for Your Mind on the free Rising Above Ministries app. My guest today is Sarah Fleming, and Sarah is a wife and a homeschool mom to two boys. She is passionate about encouraging other special needs moms on her Facebook page called Passies in the Gutter. So here's the conversation that I had with Sarah Fleming. Hey, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So thanks for being here. Hi, Becky. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and just giving me this opportunity to share uh, about my journey and what, um, how God is working, what he's doing, um, you know, in my life and the life of my kids. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's a huge honor for me to be here. So thank you. Well, this is the first time we have ever met, and so I need to know a little bit more about you. I'd like to know more about you, and I'm sure that our listeners would too. So just tell us a little bit about you and where you live and about your family. Okay, so um, I'm Sarah. I have been married to my amazing, um, caring husband for 15 years. Um, We we live in the South. I won't say exactly where, but we live in the South, um, kind of on a homestead slash ranch. Um, Let's see, more about myself. Uh, I, first of all, I, uh, I love the Lord. Um, I love God and I'm a you know follower of Christ. That's the most important thing about me and in my life. Um, And like I said, I'm a wife of 15 years. Um, I, uh, have two boys. Um, my oldest son is 13 and my youngest is six. Um, they both have, um, special and or medical needs. Um, I absolutely love, um, taking care of my family and, um, also my chickens. <laughs> I love to. Yeah. I, I read in your, yeah, I read in your bio. Mm-hmm. I was like, I read your bio and you said, you love the beach, you love good books, raising chickens and gardening. So, you know, I have a friend, my friend Meredith, she has chickens. Mm-hmm. If you've been to By the Brook, you know, Meredith, mm-hmm. um, she's always been part of our show before and she, uh, she raises chickens. And so it's, uh, so I know a little bit about them through her, but so you've got chickens. Tell us about your chickens. Yes. Um, so I have currently, I think I have, um, 16 hens and one rooster. Um, my, two of them are, uh, still, uh, babies. Uh, but you know, we, when we, 
moved out here. It was actually out of necessity um, because of my youngest son. Um, we wanted to be able to, and I'll talk more about him later, but um, we wanted to be able to um, have safe food for him. So he has an allergic disease that makes finding food very difficult. Um, and so we came out here out of necessity. We began, you know, gardening, growing vegetables and raised beds um, and raising chickens for the eggs. And so I make my own chicken feed free of things that he um, is allergic to because he does not tolerate uh, regular eggs from the grocery store. And so, uh, it, it, you know, it became something that I just really, really love. My chickens are my therapy is what I tell people. They, <laughs> they are great. Yeah, <laughs> They're great. They're so sweet. They're, um, and happy chickens lay lots of healthy, wonderful eggs. And so, um, yeah, so I have chicken therapy pretty much every day. Gardening's also, there you go. Yeah, gardening's also a form of, um, release and, uh, so is the beach. We just went to the beach in August. Um, and then books. I, I'm just, I'm passionate about writing and also passionate about, um, reading. I, I also teach English online. I'm an ESL teacher as well. So, um, I just love anything to do with words. I also speak Spanish. Um, but yes, I, uh, I love um, all of those things. Love love my chickens to death. <laughs> That's, so what are you reading right now? You say you love to read. Yes. What are some of the things you're reading right now? Okay, so I kind of go back and forth between fiction and nonfiction. Um, I, I absolutely love both. Um, I'd like to write both at some point. Um, I do have a fiction novel that I've been working on for years, as well as a devotional that um, I work on when I have when I have free time. Ha ha. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I've been asking God, you know, questions about uh, theology and, and you know, what what do I really believe? And um, I'm also passionate about um, doctrine, theology, um, apologetics, uh, just anything that has to do with, you know, what we believe and why. And so I was asking God to show me, like, you know, get me back to the basics, get me back to the truth where I first started, Lord. Yeah. And then I have a stack of books on my <laughs> nightstand that I haven't gotten to yet. So. And, and you mentioned briefly about your boys. You said you have two sons and that they have special and medical needs. So tell us a little bit about them and about their different diagnoses. Okay. So my oldest son, who is 13, um, there's a lot of things going on. Um, he has... Um, what I would call um, high-functioning autism or Asperger's, which, you know, is not in the diagnostic criteria anymore, but that it definitely fits the bill for who he is. So he's got that. Um, he also has type 1 diabetes. Um, he has ADHD, uh, severe uh, food allergies, multiple food allergies, and um, a few other, you know, smaller di diagnoses that, you know, can make day-to-day -day life difficult for him. Um, my youngest son, who is six, um, he is an, an absolute handful. Uh, <laughs> he, he is typical um, <clears throat> in his development. However, he has an, a, an actual allergic disease called mm. mast cell activation disorder. Wow. And um, so he's got a feeding tube. He um, cannot eat most things like that, you know, people eat regularly. Um, we have to um, really think outside of the box and go outside of 
the box to find foods that work for him. Mm. And hence the reason we bought our land. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that there's a whole story behind that about how that came to be about how God just really uh, got us where we needed to be and where, and where we are currently. Um, but yeah, so we, I have taught myself um, with the help of many, many others, how to raise chickens, how to garden, um, how to do all those things. We're planning on, you know, adding uh, possibly some cows later on for beef. Um, and it's so it all of it is so that, um, so that he has what he needs. Mm. So basically we turned our life upside down. Um, my husband and I said, you know, this is, this is the way to go. And we knew God was leading us and yeah. So wow. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> well, how in the world did you find out about these different diagnoses? What was kind of your journey to, to finding out what was going on with your boys? Mm. Um, well, going way back with my youngest or my oldest son, um, when he was born, I knew something wasn't right. In fact, I still remember the um, the nurses' looks between each other mm. when he was um, when I was trying to feed him as a baby. Um, he just screamed and screamed and screamed, wow. um, and you know, we just didn't know what exactly was wrong. There was no way to tell. We we had um, so many doctor's appointments. Um, and so he ended up on a feeding tube as well. Um, looking back, we believe that there were undiagnosed food allergies at that time because he has them now that we didn't know about. And so eating for him became scary. It was painful. Um, and then there were there was more that our pediatrician saw. And mm-hmm. so at around 18 months, um, we uh, filled out the paperwork to test for autism. And then we actually didn't go through the testing until he was two and a half. I waited, you know, a little bit longer to see if he would cu- catch up developmentally. Um, and he was just very delayed. And so at two and a half, we received our first diagnosis. Um, well, I take that back. The first diagnosis was pediatric feeding disorder. Mm. Um, basically unknown reasons. Um, and then two and a half was the first autism diagnosis. Um, and then over the years, we've just tacked on more. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The biggest the biggest one aside from um, autism was at when he was eight and we um, found out he was type one diabetic. Mm. That was extremely wow. scary. Yeah. Extremely scary. Mm-hmm. Um we, you know, he was basically 24 hours away from going into diabetic ketoacidosis. Um, I had seen, I, I knew something was coming. I, um, I'm, you know, very intuitive and uh, very connected to both of my boys, which I'm thankful for. But at times it can make me seem like I'm a helicopter parent or that I'm looking for problems that aren't there. And so, um, but I, I've, I've learned that God has given me that mother instinct, you know, that, that gut feeling for a reason. And um, so I saw things going on uh, just with him, symptoms that weren't adding up. And then unfortunately I used Dr. Google. Yeah. (laughs) I typed in I typed in the symptoms and the first thing that popped up was um, type one, and so I uh, took him to the pediatrician, um, s- suggested it, and we went home. He said, "Well, let's you know wait and see if things improve." Um, that 
that following weekend, we had a very, very, very scary episode. Uh, went to an emergency appointment and, you know, they checked his A1C, checked fasting glucose, and it was just absolutely through the roof. Wow. Um, sent, they sent us to the hospital immediately. And um, yeah, so that was that was um, very, very hard. Mm. Um, the ADHD di- diagnosis came a year later. Um, in the meantime, there was there were things going on with my youngest son with all of his allergies. We didn't know what to feed him. Um, so it was it was just so much, mm. um, just a lot all at once, a lot to have to handle. Um, and truly, <laughs> truly getting through each diagnosis, um, I think the only way that I was able to handle it and, and cope with it, one, my faith and two, um, the support of my husband and us just leaning on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's a lot. And, and, you know, when you're talking about food and about, the, you know, that's our kids need to eat and we, you've got to find things that work. And I can only imagine how frustrating and challenging that was trying to navigate all of that. And so, you know, when you look at their life today, what kind of, what's their day to day like? What are, what is, I think you said you're a homeschool mom. And so yes. what is, what does day to day look like for you and, and with their unique needs? So day to day life, um, is very much a routine. Um, we, my oldest uh, thrives on routine. He likes to know what's coming. Um, he doesn't do well when that routine is interrupted. Um, however, there are times where it is interrupted and we have, you know, we have to veer off schedule and go to a doctor's appointment, things like that. Um, but day-to-day life, I really, I really try to keep things um, calm and peaceful in our home as much as I'm uh, possibly able to. Um, I really enjoy seeing the things that my children are passionate about. And so we, every day we incorporate um, things that they're passionate about. So homeschool is not just, you know, them sitting down and doing work out of a book or a textbook. Um, It's also them exploring um, things that bring them joy and, and, um, you know, fill, fill up their, um, their hearts and their, and their passions. And so, um, day-to-day life is, um, it, there's, there's very, very hard days. It can be difficult. Um, it requires me, um, checking off, you know, a list every day to make sure that, uh, I leave room for the important things, um, the really important things, my kids' hearts, (laughs) my, uh, my husband, but also maintaining a sense of, um, you know, just trying to stay organized and, you know, making sure, okay, if today's the day I need to go grocery shopping, what time do I need to do that? What time will my husband be home? Um, so it's very much a, um, I very much have to just stick to my plan as far as um, how, you know, how can I make the best of this day and how can I try to make things go as smoothly as possible? Now, there's the flip side of that where I have to ask God to help me not to be um, ultra controlling as well. And, right. you know, allow him to work. And, and, you know, if he ha if he just, if God takes it, takes us on a different path with, you know, something during our day, I just say, okay, God, you know, this day is yours and, um, we will, we'll work through whatever, you know, is going on this day. But truly I want my kids to be in a home that, uh, feels secure 
and feels like, you know, uh, not necessarily um, always positive or perfect, but uh, a home that has the environment where they can thrive. As we're recording this, uh, my son and I just got back from a vacation, which it was our first vacation in years, but we decided to go to the beach. And it is quite um, a feat to get out of town when, you know, at home, it's so much easier because everything is there. Everything, you know, we have everything we need. Everything is set up for him, but we knew we needed to get out of town. So we, you know, by the time you get there, you know, I needed a U-Haul, you know, to get all of our equipment and all the things, you know, the, the, the three different wheelchair, you know, two wheelchairs, his bouncy chair, his bath chair, bath lift, all, you know, all the things, Plus the extra people we took with us, you know, and, and so, and all the food because he's on a special diet. And so right. I think people don't realize for our families, for us to go do anything like going on a vacation, there's so many thought processes that have to go through that and so many preparations. It's not like, okay, we're going to go to the beach and everything, you know, that we'll need will be there. Okay, if we forget something, no big deal, because we can go down to the store and pick it up. But for right. our families, that's not necessarily the case. If I forget some of his supplements or medications or food, you yes. know, it's a little bit trickier. So I know for you, it's the same thing. You were talking about you guys traveling. So when, when you go and do, what does that look like for you? Oh, well, um, <laughs> uh, usually it's my three-page packing list and running a million air errands ahead of time, um, packing three coolers full of safe food, um, making sure where we're staying has a fully equipped kitchen. We can't stay in a, just a regular hotel room. Um, yeah, it is, it is a bit chaotic, um, but then, you know, when I see my kids discover something new, like, you know, they see a starfish on the a beach or they, um, you know, it was my uh, youngest son's first time um, since he was a baby to be at the beach. So, of course, he didn't remember it. And this time uh, it was just, you know, it brought me to tears seeing how excited he was, the you know, the joy on his face. And of course, he's only six, so he really doesn't understand or grasp that he has a medical issue, that he is different. And so for him, he just trusts that mom and dad are going to feed him. He just mm -hmm. trusts that we're going to take care of him. And I want him to feel that way so that when we do go places, um, he can enjoy it and really uh, just, you know, live a life, live, live a life that is more than uh, his medical needs mm -hmm. and his medical equipment. And so, but it is difficult. It is very difficult. And I'm always um, hypervigilant when packing for a trip. Um, I have to bring extra of everything. Right. And so that also, that also includes contacting our, you know, medical suppliers and saying, can you send me extra of this? Can I get extra of mm -hmm. that? So it, even uh, a month or two ahead of time, I'm already thinking about, um, what I, what I have to bring and what I have to yeah. do to prepare. Yeah. So, but it's worth it. You know, it was, it, we had a is. great time. It was worth it, but it is, it is kind of challenging when, uh, when you think about all the things. Looking for a way to honor someone special in your life. You can sponsor an episode in honor of a loved one's birthday in memory of a dear friend, or as a shout out to someone who is loving and serving the special needs community. Well, Click the link in your show notes for more information on how you can sponsor Rising Above with Becky Davidson. You know, I know that in your journey, you have 
faced many challenges as a special needs mom. What would you say has been the hardest thing on this journey for you as a mom? Hmm. Well, there's actually, I would say, two answers to that. Um, the first one would be just watching, especially my oldest son, watching him struggle to do things, accomplish things that are, that come easier for other, um, boys, his age, his peers. Um, it's, it can be heartbreaking. Um, he's aware that he has struggles. He's aware and he'll tell me, you know, he'll ask me questions about it. Um, he wants to know, um, answers. He's constantly looking for answers to everything. And so, (laughs) um, he asks very deep questions about God. Um, he, and he's, um, he's almost hyper aware at times of his own struggles. And so I think that is definitely one of the hardest things for me is, you know, I have these hopes for him. I have these dreams for him and, um, having to realize that, you know, my expectations for him, um, are different from God's plans. And so I have to release some of my expectations and, and also trust that God will take care of him despite the areas that are hard for him, despite him not being at the level of his peers. Um, I have to just remember that um, there's hope and there's a, there's a plan there Mm -hmm. um, for him. And I think the other hard thing would be um, just, (laughs) Oh, judgment assumptions and lack of support. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, people see my boys and they see the outside and they think, oh, well, they look perfectly fine to me. Mm, they right. look normal to me. And, you know, we have a situation where there's, it's invisible disabilities. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times um, the judgment comes from someone thinking there's nothing wrong with your children. Right. They're perfectly fine. It's all, it's all made up. Or it can be a comment, uh, you know, just something that includes um, just, you know, harshness or judgment on our family or our, you know, parenting. Um, so th- I would say that's the second hardest mm-hmm. part of being a special needs mom, for how sure. Do you, how do you overcome that? You know, when you've got somebody who's judging you or maybe looking at your family saying, but they look typical. So wh- what do you typically do when those situations arise? <laughs> Um, well, I can tell you that, um, this is an area where I have begged God to, uh, lead me and help me and make me, um, just a better follower of Christ, um, so that I don't misrepresent him. Um, so I've had to learn to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) I've had to, I've had to learn to pray, um, very, very deeply, um, and, also, I've had to learn to let go, um, to let go of some things, to not, to remember that no one is perfect and we all desperately need grace. Um, I I can't make it through one day without God's grace. I think that's the case for most special needs moms. Um, and so I, I've had to pray really hard when those situations come up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to really lean on the people that uh, do support me and do support our family. Um, and I have, I have a wonderful prayer partner in my husband. Um, we pray together about it 
and say, you know, we ask God to, um, to help us, you know, pass the pain and help us through the, um, the difficult, the difficult moments, the yeah. difficult comments, you know, all of it. So, so that's how it's, that's, I lean on, I lean heavily on the Lord and heavily on my support people, yeah. uh, and particularly my husband. So, well, I know when we were talking before, again, before we hit record about how I was like, well, how did you even find Rising Above? And you talked about you'd found us, you'd been following us for years and, you know, yes. following what we do. And uh, so I know that you, I think, you know, we were talking about how early on, you know, like my son is an adult now, we started what we do out of his life because there wasn't anything. Back 26 years ago, there wasn't support for families, hardly any. Uh, there are a few, but not not a lot. And so um, that's kind of how you found us was doing a search, looking for support. But out of, you know, out of your own need, you've gotten really active on social media through something called Passies in the Gutter. And so I'd love to know more about Passies in the Gutter and where did that name come from? And uh, tell us a little bit about that. So um, my dad is the one who gave me the name Passies in the Gutter. And he uh, heard the story, which I'm about to tell. He uh, said, Sarah, you should write a book and call it Passies in the Gutter. And I said, well, I can't, you know, write a book right now. It's not time for that. However, um, I'm going to, you know, put that as my new blog name and my Facebook page and everything went with it. And so, um, but there is a true story behind it. Um, It does have to do with actual pacifiers or passies for sure. And it does have to do with an actual gutter. Uh, when we first moved to the uh, state that we are living in now, we um, were in a two-story apartment and we had a balcony. And so um, my youngest was completely addicted to his pacifiers um, and they started going missing. And one after another would disappear. I would run out and buy a new one because he would just melt down. It would be, he'd be miserable. He wouldn't take naps. He wouldn't sleep. He was about 18 months old. And so they would go missing over and over again. And I'd run out and buy a new one. And we still couldn't find the old ones. And we didn't know what happened to him. So one day my husband uh, called out to me and he said, honey, you need to come here and see this. And he was on the balcony. I went out there to the balcony. He said, look, and there in the gutter (laughs) below our oh my goodness. balcony were about five or six just absolutely filthy, disgusting pacifiers. Oh. And that's where they were. They were literally in the gutter. So my youngest had been throwing them in there. We we assumed just um, for fun or to drive mom and dad nuts. We don't know. Right. But they were all yeah. in there. Of course, there was no way to recover those um, pacifiers. They were they were gone, even though they were there. They were um, they were what we considered a loss. And so, um, you know, in the journey as a special needs moms, there's um, as a special needs mom, there are losses. There's losses of dreams. There's loss of expectations. Um, and sometimes those losses are not things you can get back. However, God comes ahead and um, does a new thing and gives you new hope and a way to move forward. Um, And it's a sign, passes in the gutter is a sign of his faithfulness. It's his faithfulness and um, his uh, grace and redemption in our lives uh, in spite of what we go through 
um, what we've lost and um, all of those things. So that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. So I'm glad to know because I wasn't sure. And so now we know the backstory. But what are some of the things that you share um, on your Facebook page and like what's your heart behind what you share there? So my heart behind what I share, um, it is going back to when I was a brand new special needs mom. And it is, it is full of words that I wish I had heard. Um, the things that I wish I could go back and tell myself that I needed to hear at that time that no one was saying to me, no one was telling me. And so um, it's become more than just about me and my own story. It's become a way to reach other special needs moms who are in that place, who um, need to hear uh, hope, who need to know um, that they are walking this journey not alone, um, and that also um, there's hope in Christ. And I want to point them to Him above all. So um, definitely, it's it's branched out as a almost a ministry. Um, in a sense. And um, yeah, it's it all goes back to when I was that young, brand new mom and, you know, dealing with um, a child who wasn't typical, um, trying to navigate that path and wondering, is there anyone out there who understands? Um, those are, there's, it's, I share the words that I wish someone had said to me. Hmm. So, and, and so I know that there's, you know, that's got to be so encouraging to the moms who come and visit uh, your Facebook page. And so how have you seen, you know, I think some of we as special needs moms are some of the biggest cheerleaders for other special needs moms. And so how have you seen some of the moms who um, visit your page encourage each other in their struggles? Um, I think the number one way that I see that um, through social media is them sharing the post with their friends, like send, you know, clicking share and sending it to their special needs mom's friends or tagging someone um, in the comment section. And a lot of times the person will get tagged and then they'll come and reply to that comment and say, oh my goodness, this is exactly what my heart needed to hear today. This is, you know, these words must be for me. I've had so many messages of moms reaching out to me and saying, my mom, you know, uh, sent this to me this morning, and I just wanted you to know how thankful I am. Um, you know, sometimes I'll get the message of, you know, today I didn't want to get out of bed, and your words really helped. Well, it's wonderful. It feels, um, it feels like God really is is uh, working, and He's using it somehow. Well, you talked a few minutes ago about, you know, you share some of the things that you wish that you had known. As you were starting out, you know, I think all of us, you know, I'm looking back many, many years since I started this journey. You're looking back several years since you started this journey. And there's so many things that we wish that we had known early on. So what are those things that you you want those moms who are just, you know, maybe the mama who's just gotten a diagnosis or a mom who is, you know, just a, a year or two down the road, but is really struggling. What do you want those moms to know? Oh my goodness, so many things. <laughs> I would say above all that um, that you are not walking this path alone. And when I say that, I don't just mean um, that there's other special needs moms out there, but I mean also that um, you have a living, breathing God who wants to walk this journey with you. He wants to hold your hand. He wants to guide you and 
um, lead you and give you hope um, for each day. And he will do that. He's He is faithful. Uh, like I said before, and when I talk about passes in the gutter, that's what it means. And um, so, yeah, uh, I just, I needed to know that um, God, God sees. Um, and sometimes we hear that phrase, we hear the words God sees and we think, oh yeah, he sees like, you know, my face or he, he sees everything because he's God. He's just, you know, he sees it all. But no, he sees the nitty gritty. He is aware and not ignorant to the day-to-day struggles that we face. And I love that he is closer than close. Um, He comes near and he wants to be near us um, and wants to, um, you know, guide us and and help us through this journey. he sees when we're up 12 times the night before and we don't want to want to get out of bed. And he hears us when we cry out, God, why? Um, and he's there waiting. He may not always give an answer, but he does give reassurance. He does give uh, a holy confidence that, um, that we are not, um, we're not facing this by ourselves, that he really, really, really um, is there in the trenches with us, in the gutter with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So when you look to the future of Passies in the Gutter, what are you what are you hoping to do to further encourage other other parents? Um, well, I think for me, it's um, also just um, continuing to stay faithful to uh, where I feel God's called me in whatever capacity it could be. You know, maybe writing those books later on. I, I think I said earlier that um, I've been working on a novel for a while, and then I also have a devotional um, that I've been working on for a long time. And so eventually I would love to see those be finished and and be published. But I think it's about consistency um, and not not giving up on what God's asked me to do and putting myself in someone else's shoes, knowing that there's another mom out there that she just may happen to see the post today or the or the words today, and it may be exactly what God wants her to hear. So yeah, it's just about staying faithful and continuing. Well, when you look at your life and when you look at all the things you've been through, Sarah, what would you say are ways that you rise above your circumstances and you find joy in your story? Whew, that's hard on the hard days <laughs> to rise above it. Um, but I think um, it, it all goes back to um, what I am um, standing on what my foundation is. And if you don't mind, I would really love to read a passage from Ephesians, if that's okay. It says, I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know that the love of Christ surpasses all knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And it's the words mm-hmm. rooted and grounded it's one in love. One of my favorites. Yes, yeah. mine too. It's the words rooted and grounded in love. And I can tell you that um, without God's love being poured into my heart on a daily basis, I would not be able to pour it out on, onto my children. children. And I wouldn't be able to you know, move forward with um, the things that I post online and, and, and do it from uh, 
a true, um, genuine place. But I can tell you that um, I fully depend on His grace and His love every day. Um, and I think we greatly underestimate God's love. I think that in, this, in our society, we see it as um, fluffy and sometimes even flaky. And when we think of love, we think, oh, well, you know, people fall in and out of love every day. But God's love is different, and it's it's strong. It's a it's a safe refuge, a strong tower, and it's um, what mm-hmm. I want my children to grow up with from me. I want them to know that they're loved, they're fully known, they're fully accepted, the way that they are. And um, yeah, so it for me, it all goes back to being motivated by by God's love and mm-hmm. letting that letting that. Um, be my joy. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And um, those are fruits of the Spirit too. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So I ask Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit to fill me, um, especially on the days where, you know, I know it's going to be a tough day or it is a tough day. And I hoped my expectations were different. Um, And so I go back to that. And I, I, you know, we say don't pray for patience, but we don't have to pray for it. We can ask the Holy Spirit to fill us with those things. And he he's faithful to do it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for your time and for sharing part of your journey with us. And uh, I'm sure that people will go check out Passies in the Gutter and on Facebook and find out more about you and the encouragement that you offer there. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Sincerely, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure and um, a joy. So thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.